We've heard a lot of talk about corruption over the last few years. But what happens when corruption gets into a church or into our own lives? Let's talk about it on this Monday morning. Thank you for joining me today for this brief devotional. My hope is that your heart will both be encouraged and challenged. Good Monday morning. Well, here we go with the fourth letter to the fourth church. This is the church of Thyatira, which was a morally compromising church in a commercial city that had multiple false gods. So that's the groundwork for the type of church that God is, Jesus is talking to in this letter. And it goes this way. Write this to Thyatira, to the angel of the church, and listen to how Jesus describes himself. God's son. We do not ever need to forget who Jesus is. He is the son of the living God who created heaven and earth. Eyes pouring fire blaze, standing on feet of furnished fire bronze says this. So he's describing both his eyes and his feet. This is such a reflection of both his omniscience, his all-knowingness, the eyes that can see anything, and his feet, which is his omnipresence, which he can go anywhere, and he is everywhere all the time. And they are a fire ablaze, okay? Fire in scripture usually recommend, uh, references judgment. And so if this is a corrupt church, then I'm not surprised that Jesus is. this is how Jesus is revealing himself to it. He says this, I see everything you're doing for me. Impressive. The love and the faith, the service and persistence, yes, very impressive. You get better at it every day. But why do you let that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet mislead my dear servants into cross-denying, self-indulging religion? Now, who is Jezebel? Well, Jezebel in the Old Testament was the wife of what scripture defines as the most wicked king ever to rule Israel, a man named Ahab. But if you really get into the nitty gritty of Ahab's story, the main reason he was so evil was because of her. She was a, um, she had been raised with, in the service of the prophets of Baal. She was, had been raised with Baal worship. And Baal worship was a very um, corrupt, seducing, demonic worship. And if you ever made the Baal God angry, or the God of Baal angry, the only way to suffice his anger was to kill your children, to murder children. That's a sobering thought in the culture that we're living in. So they had allowed, not Jezebel herself, because she was an Old Testament person, but a woman with the same type of controlling, manipulative, seducive, lying spirit to dwell in their midst and lead them astray. 
And this is what she did. She led them into cross-denying, self-indulging religion. So she led them into a religion that was not the real religion. It denied the work of the cross. It was self-indulgent and self-satisfying. And we've talked about that through this whole process, that anytime self is exalted above God, that is idolatry. And this is the kind of atmosphere they were allowing. He says this about her. He said, I gave her a chance to change her ways but she has no intention of giving up a career in the God, lowercase God business. And God gives everyone a chance to repent, but not everyone wants to. Some are far more comfortable holding to their bell gods and their false forms of religion than surrendering their hearts to the work of the cross of Jesus Christ. Sad, but very true. Choosing to remain in prison when God has given them everything they need for their, their freedom, yet calling their prisons freedom. Boy, is the enemy not a master at twisting truth. Getting us to believe that our prisons are freedom. But he says this, I'm about to lay her low along with her partners as they play their sex and religion games. The bastard offspring of their idol whoring, I'll kill. So one translation says, I'll take the first of their children, which is very interesting that this um, is used in this passage when bell worship was the sacrificing of children. But see, when we sacrifice our lives on the bell gods of this world, no matter what they are, if we have children coming up after us, it's like we're sacrificing them too. Because our children are gonna follow our example. So if we're serving the gods of this world, of its money, of its stuff, of its more, of its success, of its um, sexual freedom, of its ability to live any way we want, of its ability to call a lie truth, we cannot think our children are not going to be affected by the choices that we make. Then every church will know that appearances don't impress me. He says, I x-ray every motive and make sure you get what's coming to you. It's important for us to remember that God knows even the secret places of our heart, even the hidden motives of our hearts and the decisions that we make. Not to scare us, but to let us know, to give us a reverential fear of the Lord, to let us know that He loves us enough to even weigh the secret places of our heart. The rest of you Thyatirans, you have nothing to do with this outrage who scorn this playing around with the devil that gets paraded as profundity. So not everyone was doing this. Be assured I'll not make life any harder for you than it already is. Hold on to the truth you have until I get there. For those of us in this day and age that are not playing about around with the gods of this world, God wants us to know He sees it. He's not going to make life any harder than it is. And that He is going, that if we hold on to the truth, that He will meet us when we get there. 
Here's the reward I have for every conqueror, everyone who keeps at it, refreshing, refusing to give up. Listen to this. You will rule the nations. Your shepherd king rule as firm as an iron staff, the resistant fragile as clay pots. This was the gift my father gave me. I pass it along to you and with it the morning star. Jezebel ruled a nation. She tormented the very prophets of God. But Jesus says to those of us who refuse the Jezebels and the Baal worship of our generation, that one day we're gonna rule and reign with him. And do you know what? That's a kingdom that never ends. This kingdom, this place many of us are planting our roots, this kingdom will one day come to an end. That kingdom will never come to an end. And we, those who hold fast, will get to rule and reign with him in it. Are your ears awake? Listen, listen to the wind words, the spirit blowing through the churches. There's many gods in this day and age that we can surrender our hearts to. We get to choose. But rest assured, if we choose to surrender our hearts to the gods of this world, then we are surrendering the hearts of the generations coming behind us. And I don't know about you, but I'm not letting that happen on my watch. Because I'm looking forward to the day when I get out of this world that I am just a pilgrim traveling through and get to rule and reign with the Jesus that I so deeply love. If your heart was encouraged today, please know that we have many other resources available for you. You can discover all of those at reclaiminghearts.org.